This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. We do it every day at 7 o'clock. We're talking silver and black. Make sure you are subscribing to this podcast. It matters to us. And like it on the daily. And if you're watching this live, that is not an OnlyFans shirt that Rudy's wearing. No, it just says only style can judge me. And I, I appreciate it. I can't judge him. I have no style. I, I uh, judge myself. My wife dresses. There you go. See, she can judge. And that's all that matters. All that really matters is getting on the field. That's terrible transition. But LeBron James and the, the current is scheduled to play tonight, the future, and Victor Wimbayama, the guy that was drafted, that was at some point in the next year or two, ceremoniously or unceremoniously as we stand today, grab the baton and carry basketball for the next 15 to 20 years. That's the expectation, right? right. We've been waiting for this game, damn it. As the Lakers come to town, they uh, lose to the Mavericks last night, and as we sit this very moment, I read that LeBron and Anthony Davis are day-to-day. Mean they will play Friday. Probably. And again, this is the perfect time to sit them. You sit them on the NBA TV game. You let them get their, you know, their legs back. Cause again, they did just play the in season tournament. Luka Doncic did just go crazy on them last night. So those people that the Laker fans that bought the Wednesday tickets. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You picked the wrong Sucks. night. Cause you, you rolled a dice and you say, Hey, all right. Oh, there's two games. Which one am I going to buy as a LeBron fan? Because they're not a Laker fan. You're a LeBron fan. And that's fine. That's okay. But you roll the dice and you pick Wednesday, you screw, dog. (laughs) And it it sucks. But if you thought that after them playing in Dallas last night, after winning the in-season tournament, as a Laker fan, excuse me, LeBron fan, after you saw them win the in-season tournament, you had Wednesday tickets, you immediately... Tried to see if you could sell them and switch your game. Could we have a Brett Favre, uh, Mike Strahan situation? I'm well, see, this is, what, this is what I'm scared of, Rob. A little something, something for I feel like, all right, I don't give a damn how the win comes. I don't care if no one's playing. To break, to snap this streak, I don't give a damn. You're just trying to get a win, try to get some confidence. Now, the other side of that is LeBron and AD sit. And the streak continues. And you lose to a That's, bunch of dudes. Then that you talk about, you know, kicking a man while he's down. Because clearly I don't think those two guys play tonight. And again, ESPN, this is what the you know the league and plus LeBron's on the thirty five and up list. He's allowed rest regardless. So yeah, I doubt they play tonight. But if they don't play, darn it, the Spurs better win. But you know, there's still a lot of veterans over there on that Laker team, regardless. Yeah, and you don't when you get minutes. Film travels, man. Every bucket means another dollar if you got another contract coming your way. Uh, we talked as the season began. You know, NBA types they look at the season not at you know as you know we're halfway or this right. is district or whatever. They kind of break the season into twenty game. You know, there's twenty. That's games. what I do. Yeah, and I think most NBA coaches look at it like there's four quarters of the football game, and the first twenty games are kind of like we're rounding into form. We're you know filing down the rough edges, finding that the pieces that we're missing, and preparing for the trade deadline that's about a month and a half away. So we we've passed that twenty game mark over the last week. We're now at twenty two games, and when you look at where we've come, it's certainly not impressive on the field. But when you look at what Wimby has done individually. Mm-hmm. When you just judge his numbers 
versus those that he's being judged against, LeBron being primary. Um, as long as we're looking outside of the team and not comparing him to guys that he has to look at and talk to every day, and David and Tim, he is right in with the greats of all time as far as starting your career on bad basketball teams and finding your depth as a player and finding your depth as an NBA player and then finding your depth as a teammate. It's difficult for superstars. It's difficult for the players that are playing with these young superstars. And when you go by those numbers, while the wins aren't quite there, the production is. It, it, you know, There's been just enough of the 20 points and the that you know the big time rebound games and the block shots to go hmm and when you look at him against lebron the current standard bearer he's actually kind of ahead of the game yeah right well, at this point in lebron's career lebron was at 17 7 and 6 wimby's at 19 11 3 and 2 blocks yeah so the numbers are there and and this is all while wimby's trying to let everybody on the team know hey guys I know everyone's talking about me. I know you're answering questions about me. I know it's all about me. I'm a team player passing up probably four to five shots a night that in a couple years he won't be because he's just trying to fit in. Even though he's a rookie, it's like Kevin Durant when he got to Golden State. Golden State had to push him into taking control and just being Kevin Durant and stop trying to fit in and stop trying to get everybody involved and stop trying to show us your you know, you know, just one of the guys. No, we heavily recruited you so you could come in here and be Kevin Durant. We tanked for you for two, three years for you to come in here and be Victor Winbanyama. So it's going to take some time because legitimately, I don't think you can fake that. This is who the kid is. But again, I think he's probably passing up for not many, but four to five shots that one is, uh, that doesn't seem like a lot, but it puts a different type of pressure on the defense. And if you're more aggressive, you're going to open things up for your teammates to make the LeBron play. Since we're talking about LeBron, like for his entire 20-something years, LeBron has made the correct play. Drive and kick. If they they click, they key on me, I'm going to kick it out to you. So the more aggressive Wimby gets, the better off he'll be as a playmaker for the team and just be the guy who he wants to be more organically versus this forced team player style that he's done thus far. I think your math is right there. I, I think he's passing up four to five shots, like literally with the ball in his hands, like shoot it, you know, do something, make your move, whatever that is, and put the ball up. And I think there's also four or five shots that he should be getting, but he's not getting to the spot or doing what he's supposed to do. And I would say by this time next season, it'll be a plus 10 on those kind of shots. Sure. There'll be 10 more shots a game, mm -hmm. quality shots, that he's not even attempting right now. And that therein lies the rub because we want him to develop to do those things, but at the same time, he's got to develop his guys. And I, and I put that in the – he's not developed. Pop has to develop his guys to play with Wimby, who is going to be taking 10 more shots a game. Easily, easily. And again, I just I feel like it's only going to help get to where you want to be. You're going to be able to create more open opportunities the more aggressive he is.
Now they're going to be doing it for the rest of the season without a guy that has mattered in spurts in Charles Bassey. Uh, he's out with an ACL injury. He heard it while he was uh, on assignment <laughs> playing in the Dallas against the Texas legend. An ACL injury that will put him out for the rest of the year. And while you know he earned this money deal working his way up to the G League, and anybody who knows Bassey and San Antonio knows his history, he played basketball here for a cup of coffee, uh, played high school basketball here. So his uh, – He's one of our hometown dudes who's who made good. He really. Well, we were happy for him. Yes. When he got the, when he got his deal, we were all rooting for him because I, he because he started here. And you know we expected him to play, and he has. And now with his absence and a contract, he got himself a deal. He's going to be a spur here for the next couple of years. Uh, that's just another. This isn't a problem per se, but it is another kind of road bump, uh, speed bump into this long-term plan because now they're going to have to address this because rebounding is a problem, and he was one of the better rebounders on the team. Now we're going to see more of Silasvili. Yeah, we're gonna you're gonna have to. I mean, obviously you've been seeing more of everyone, but Charles Bassey. That's why he's been on assignment. But and that's a good thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you're losing. You might as well see everybody. Well, you got a ten, you got a ten million dollar deal from the Spurs, but the kicker is the next starting next year is a team option. The two and a half, two and a half, both of those are team options. And now with the ACL, you wonder if the Spurs will just not opt to bring him back. We'll have Dr. G- Jason Garrett on a little bit but after eight forty-five to right. talk about his ACL and the rehab process that that uh, Bassey is facing on the come. We we talked about the Lakers being here for two straight games. They are coming off of a back-to-back. So whether they have AD or not, uh, whether they have LeBron or not, this does feel like one of those games that, considering where the Spurs were when we last saw them, and that was literally offering us the worst basketball they've game, game they've played, I would say, in two years. I don't think I've seen, even during last year's obvious tankathon, they didn't play a game like that. 82 points, four of uh, 41, 50, whatever. Five of 41. Five of 41 from three. You can't play any worse than that. (sighs) So you can't fall off the floor, right? And maybe they were practicing for the Lakers. Well, maybe they had aimed everything at the Lakers sets and didn't care about the Rockets. But uh, a glass half full, you did hold them under hundred. You know what? And I, I guess the I, easy again, retort would be to just see them. But I, right. I, I'll agree with you. They did hold but, them under hundred. I don't care how it happened. It did happen. Yeah, we don't do whatabouts. But you know, they did. The defense has gotten incrementally better. So hopefully that continues tonight. Because again, you'll probably be playing this Laker team without LeBron and AD, at least for tonight and Friday. I'm sure those guys will come back. Given, you know, that now at the first 20, I saw something on Bleacher Report where they're giving mid-season grade, or, you know, first quarter grades. And uh, the grade they gave the Spurs was a D as a whole. And Wimby... That's, that's being nice. I, I, I agree. Uh, that's being nice. And Wimby, while he has, and I think we can all agree, showed enough to say, yeah, we're still comfortable with the fact they drafted the right dude and the future is bright and he can do all of this. He himself is probably only worthy of about a, a C because the shooting prowess that we were expected to see, it ain't there. And, we, you know, I get it. You're learning the game. But these uh, the pull-up three game for him has been a oh, deficit. Oh, fire. Hmm? I mean, I, the pull-up is nice. It's just not falling. That's what I'm saying. Right, right, We right. thought maybe the percentages would be a bit higher. And because he's shooting such a low percentage from three, it kind of boggles his stats when, in well, fact, we know it's not as bad as the stats appear. Well, see, the thing is, is and this is, again, how I know I just drank a big gulp of the Wimby Kool-Aid is, 
when you look back at last year, Mets 92, his team was in the championship, but he was under 30% from three last year. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with this year. And I've seen him make a whole bunch in summer league, and I've seen him make a whole bunch in preseason. So I don't give a damn about what he did with the Mets 92. He'll shoot about 35 36%, and that just hasn't been the case. But the it was in black and white, Rudy. You saw last year he shot below 30. You don't really – normally you don't take that kind of a jump. So if he was at 29 with Mets 92 last year, if he could get to 31-32, then hell. I guess we can, you know, say, okay, you know, job well done. But I saw a guy, Jeremy Shohan, who last year was pizza boxing, but by the end of the year had a much better shot. So if Jeremy, no disrespect to Jeremy, but what I'm saying, if somebody with the skill level of Victor Wimbanyama, over time it's going to get better. Because the form is there. They're good looks. It's just a lid on it. And it's a lid on it for everybody. It's not, you know, I know it seems like we're just talking about Wimby because, you know, this is his world and the entire world tanked for him. But it's going to get better because those are all good looks. It's not like he's taking bad shots and missing them. Eventually, they'll start to fall. And it's little things when you watch them. Square up, son. Take, square up and take the jump shot. Right. You know? And a lot of that, I think, has to do with conditioning. I mean, we're still dealing with a dude that's 7'4 and growing. And I still think he can't really feel his fingertips at times. There are some numbers, though, that I find. I don't know if we're so early in the season that you really can't assign a value to a stat because we just have too small of a sample size. Right. But one of the numbers that, you know, there's two stats that are float around out there that you just can't get by, at least in my mind. And one is the difference in scoring when Trey Jones is in versus when mm. he's out. That is, it's so obvious That's to anybody. A table setter is needed. Yes. And then there is this. The Spurs are one and nine this season. When they've had a lead of double digits. I don't even know how to make sense of that number. You are one in nine. You've only, in the 10 games of these 18 games that you've lost, or 17 in a row that you've lost, you've had a double digit lead 10 times. And that's nine times you've lost the game. I, that's like, it, it appears you don't do that unless it is by design. But, uh, Again, this will be the first glass half full segment we've done with Silver and Black. That gives me hope. That right, gives that me hope. That, gi- that, like- gi- that gives me hope that, look, they're doing some things right. They're doing something right. And, again, if I look at the youngest team in the league and I see they can't hold leads, I say that's youth. Right. That's youth, right? So you've had double-digit leads in nine games, which makes this record. If you're able to close out those, let's say you're not going to close them all out. Let's say if they've closed out six of those, this record looks a little bit different. It looks a little bit different. You're 9-12 you're, you're and 12 versus you know 3-18. and 18. So, I mean, there, there's some hope there when you look at the, the fact that they've been able to get double-digit leads on some of these teams. I have a – this is kind of an esoteric, large – 30,000-foot view question. Okay. As you watch the Spurs improve, however we metric that, would you rather see them improve the way that they have been, obviously, and that's Mm -hmm. holding a couple of teams in a row under 100 points or right around it? Right. Defense, well, let's let's say that it is their defense and not the other team unable to hit the side of a barn. But let's just say the defense is starting to show and Wimby's uh, presence is being fine-tuned. Or would you rather see them 
grow offensively and really kind of grow the way other NBA teams have is we're just going to learn how to outscore you and then we'll learn how to stop you. I'm I'm going football on this. I'm going trenches out. Meaning I rather you I rather you perfect the defense because again, eventually you're going to make shots when you're getting a bunch of stops. Cuz you're going to get easy buckets, you're going to get transition buckets off of long misses and you're going to create more turnovers. So I'm always going to go, just like in football, you start with your offense and defensive line, and then you work your way out. And I feel like that's the same thing in basketball, just in different terms as far as how you approach it. Now, again, there's yes, is there something to be said for just being able to outscore teams? Absolutely. But there's going to be five, ten-game stretches where you're not making shots, and then you just lose all confidence. But if you always lay your hat on defense, you're going to end up being a better team. So I'm fine with them going defense out. And that's what it appears. And we talk about that 20-game signpost. The last two games, the 21st and 22nd game of the Spurs season, they've given up under 100 points, 102 to the Timberwolves, 93 to the Rockets. So maybe there was a signpost move. Victor moved to center, even though it might have been something planned, even if Zach would play well. But it's funny, when you see Wimby move to center, suddenly the defense is starting to pick up a little bit. His rebound numbers go up. It matters. It does matter. And you have the, the reason why center works, especially if you're going defense out, is that's a hell of a rim protector because, he yeah, okay, he's only averaging two blocks, but that's because nobody's contesting him. If you've got tickets to tonight's game, play close attention. You might want to have StubHub up. Sell them quick and Dude. buy them on, on a Friday night. Because Do you feel bad for Laker fan to pick tonight? Uh, no, I don't feel bad for a Laker <laughs> fan at all. Because you guys, when you get home, you've got a banner to raise. Whoopee! It's silver and black at 7. We do it every day. Make sure you're subscribing, liking on the Daily Business.